welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. It's been really beautiful over the past couple weeks, diving deeper into myself through the experience of deepening with another, deepening in a relationship. And it's also really beautiful to come back to myself and come back to the silence, the silence that I create in the spaces that I come to. It's so easy for me to allow the force of another to penetrate my energetic field to where I become wrapped up and absorbed in the we instead of the me. And while that is an incredibly magnificent and beautiful experience, it's an experience that I have reflected upon that actually brings me deeper disconnection than connection in the long run. Last year, I really started looking at my story of relationships. And for the past five years since I broke up with my last partner that was relatively significant, I started feeling that I no longer wanted to subscribe to the relationship story. Meaning that there was this story around what it meant to be in a relationship and what love meant, which is the typical story that we see and that we've been fed since we were children on, you know, our cartoons. And so what I learned from my last couple partnerships several years ago, about five years ago, were that they were often filled with jealousy, insecurity, control, and really left me feeling so utterly disconnected from myself because the me became we. And it was more of a codependent style relationship. And when I ended the last really possessive partnership, um, I saw the same characteristics as my first long-term boyfriend. I decided to myself that I was never going to be owned, controlled, or manipulated again. That my love 
was going to remain free. And five years ago when I made that statement, I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> I was like, I just believe in free love. I never want to own or control or covet anybody's love. And I don't want my love to be owned or controlled or coveted. You know, it got, and I allowed it, you know, I allowed it because I didn't know. I didn't know anything really about anything when it came to relationships. And I didn't even really honestly know anything about mm, loving myself. I was also believed in the story that, you know, you find someone who's your other half and that other half loves you and, and, and you love each other through thick and thin. And while that was a story that has played out for a really long time, and that story has served us um, and our society getting us to where we are now, I'm starting to tell a different story. It's a story that is actually aligned with my truth instead of the truth that I've been sold through media and movies and my parents and their parents and their parents. So when I started looking at my relationships and I started looking at, you know, where were they going wrong, the first thing I noticed was just that there was a lot of jealousy and control. My, my boyfriends would try to, you know, tell me that I couldn't talk to certain guys and that certain guys wanted to fuck me and that then there was all these trust issues and then they would try to cut off my friends and I realized I didn't want that. And then I realized um, that I just had a lot of love to give and that I could give my love in different ways to different people and that I didn't want to have guilt or shame around any of it. And so it was on, in this process of my own deep self discovery through all my travels and learning through different cultures and religions and backgrounds and that I began to dive deeper into what does love really mean to me and what is my ideal love story beyond the story I've been painted. And so, I've been on a journey of what does love mean to me? What does my ideal relationship look like? And so relationships as a spiritual path is really an overall picture of what love looks like for me. About five years ago, I would just tell people that I believe in open love. And they would say, what do you mean? What does that mean? You believe in open love. And I would just tell them, my love doesn't want to be owned or controlled. And if you, and I don't want to own or control or covet my lover's love. That I believe that when two souls meet deeply, when they really meet from that space of not just lust or not just needing to fulfill the other, but rather I see you as a divine being and I feel you and I want others to see and feel your love and your radiance too. When that happens, I believe that I don't need to try to tell someone what they can or cannot do. I believe in trust, I believe in authentic communication, and I believe that if I call that in, 
that's what I'll meet. And so about five years ago, I went to the Bay Area and this was my first introduction to poly. And I met a lot of people in my communities who were poly and identified as poly and having multiple lovers. And I started to see some shadow signs playing out in that world. Although I don't judge at all, you know, anyone for any sort of relationship style, whatever relationship, you can be monogamous, you could be married, you could be open, you could be poly, you could be bi, you could, whatever it is you want to be is perfect. And this is just simply an invitation to begin to even expand outside the boxes, outside the stories we've been told or the stories that others are telling. When I started to look into the the poly world and dated multiple people who were poly and it was beautiful and lovely and uh, people would be like, oh, so you're poly, you believe in open love, you can have multiple lovers. Yes, I can have multiple lovers, but I'm not poly either. I don't want to have a primary, I didn't want to have a secondary, I didn't want to play these rules or games or... Mm. And so I didn't really know what I wanted. I just knew that I didn't want to be owned or controlled or covet love. And in the past five years, I've had beautiful experiences, deep, soulful, rich relationships with so many amazing men and men that have met me on so many different levels. Some of them are soul brothers where we weren't sexual at all, but we had such a deep love for one another and respect for one another. Others, we have a deep love and there's attraction, but we've never acted on it. Others, we have love and attraction and passion and we act on it. Some lovers I stay with for maybe a couple weeks. Others, it lasts for months. Some, we weave in and out of each other's lives organically. And ultimately, what I've learned through all of these different experiences is that my deepest relationship is with myself. That true sovereignty lies within myself. And there's a lot of people who talk about this. There's a lot of people who say self-love, self-care. And that's not really what I'm alluding to here. I'm alluding to the actual deep love and devotion that I have for myself and in the way that I show up to in the world because my mission and my purpose in this life is worth more than any fairy tale or fantasy that my mind would like to create to be the thing that will bring me happiness. And I've never really fully understood it. Um, how I could not feel like I really wanted a relationship when I wasn't in one. For the past five years, I really haven't felt that, to be honest. I've had a lot of friends, I just want a relationship, I just want to be in a man, with a man or with a woman or whatever. I haven't really felt that in the last five years. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't ever get lonely. It doesn't mean that I don't ever want touch or that I don't ever want great sex. I mean, if anything, in the past, uh, let's say two years, three years since 
I really dove deeper into Tantra, my story was that I just want someone that I can really dive deep into sacred sexuality with because there is something about having a consistent partner to grow with and I can't do that on my own. I mean, I've spent a year, almost a year being intentionally celibate to learn to love and to pleasure myself in different ways and find my body and discover my body in different ways and all of her excitement. But yet it's not the same it's not the same depth as when you're in relationship. Yet, I never wanted to just settle for anything because ultimately I have such, I've developed such a beautiful relationship with myself that like, I'm a blast and I hold the space really well and I'm gonna have a great time no matter where I am and I travel around the world and I date myself around the world and I do what I want, when I want, how I want. And I don't have to fight with anyone or challenge or do something that I don't want to just because my partner does. And, you know, like ultimately if you're going to be in a relationship with me, you got to be fucking amazing. You got to be, you're competing for time with me. <laughs> and that might, you know, rub some people the wrong way, but like I find it really powerful that I've been able to spend a lot of time with myself to where I've been able to develop this type of a relationship because it wasn't always that way. I mean, shit, with so many of the judgments that we have been given around what is lovable and what isn't lovable can be really hard to fully... And you have to spend a lot of time by yourself. I mean, I traveled around the world many times and by myself. And in the beginning, I was lonely. In the beginning, I, I, I did miss people. And, I, and, and not that that doesn't happen, but it really doesn't happen often. And so this is the first time within the last, let's say, two weeks that I've been alone and it feels really good. Although I love Sprout and he's amazing. But what I really wanted to talk about is my relationship style and what open love means to me and an invitation for you to maybe start to expand what your true love story is. Because as I grow and I change and I evolve, so too will any person, any being I am in love with. My passion, my purpose is the most important thing to me other than my own relationship with myself, which is the conduit that allows that purpose to be fulfilled. And so anything or anyone who comes into my sphere must be aligned with that vision. Yet that alignment can look very different in different ways for different people. Some people might be able to meet me on a giving and receiving way. My partner might have their own business, their own way of living their life, but we can meet each other in terms of traveling around the world and giving and receiving love and acts of affection. My partner might be in the same line of work as me, such as doing workshops, showing up around the world, being a conscious creator, creating content. 
my partner might be someone who is just helping me expand sexually and intimately. And all of these people will come in and out of my life at different points in time for different reasons. And they might be in the same point and in the same time and even in the same space. And I want to allow all of that to flow. I don't believe that I need someone to be with in order to live happily ever after. I'm not afraid of dying alone because ultimately I know that from my own experience, to be honest, when I'm alone, that's when I'm closest to God or source. But also, I have so much love to give and I have so many different ways that love wants to be received that I don't want to feel like I just need to give it to one person in one way. And I don't believe in the story that there that we have to be committed to this one person and this one path for a lifetime. That feels constricting and it feels suffocating. And it's not because I have commitment issues. Because I can commit to you. I can commit to loving you, but I can't commit to never changing and to staying the same. One of the biggest challenges I see in relationships is that when one partner starts to grow and starts to evolve spiritually, the other partner stays. That creates conflict, challenge, struggle. One partner wants to grow and evolve and expand and the other partner is happy at home doing the same job, doing the same routine. There is nothing wrong with that. But when you've said I do and commit to forever, good luck trying to change that story. I have desires. Oh, do I have desires. I have desires to travel the world, to have different kinds of sexual experiences with men, with women, with multiple people. And just because I can look deep within your eyes and tell you I love you and I can love making love to you doesn't mean I don't have desires for other experiences. And you know what? I don't want to hide those parts of myself. I want to create a love that's so deep and so real and so true that I can share all of myself with you. And you can feel expanded and contracted with the things that I share. And so too can I with the things that you share, but ultimately beyond it all, I'm feeling you, I'm seeing you, I'm helping you step deeper into your truth just as you are with me. And together we can transcend the story of the old reality. I wanna have lovers who I can love so deeply, who are much older than me and quite younger than me, who give to me and I give to them in different ways. Lovers that share wisdom from the years they've been on this earth to lovers who share excitement for the years fresh on this earth. I believe that my love is expansive and it deserves to be shared, not always sexually, 
end, I believe that if there's a desire that aligns with my energetic body beyond my groins, that I am so in touch with myself and with spirit and my purpose, that if I want to run that energy, then that energy shall run wild and free. I believe in a love story that starts and ends with me falling deeper and deeper into love with myself, with each person I meet and I share my experiences with, whether intimately, sexually, romantically, soulfully. I believe that we can all have this type of love that we can all have more orgasms, more pleasure, more lovers, more support than we were ever taught to believe. I believe that we don't need rules or agreements in order to create false stories of feeling safe based upon the ego's fear of being hurt or rejected. I believe that when we start to feel and feed the story of rejection and hurt, we can hold that space with the story we feel of the person who is the perpetrator and dive deeper. What's my story that's keeping me stuck? And can I choose to surrender and to love even more? Can I choose to love you even if your love story is different than mine? Can I choose to let go of you when you choose to go be free with someone else? Can I choose to let go of my story of ego, of not enough, not beautiful enough, not smart enough, not tall enough, not skinny enough, not wealthy enough, not whatever enough? So this is my story. And I'm going to continue to lean in to the story of love that's beyond the boxes. To create a story that expands beyond anything we've ever believed to be true. And this is my invitation to invite you to expand into your ultimate love story. And create something new that's completely unique for you too. So thank you. From my heart to yours. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.